got a lot of things to discuss on this epi, but uh, I got to tell you, despite them being interesting topics, I don't give a shit about any of them because you suggested we talk baseball at some point this episode. Hell yeah. Opening day this week. Opening day is around the corner. So as a uh, we'll sing the national anthem with some other topics. We'll throw let's throw out the first pitch okay. uh, with some other topics. Okay. Now it's time to throw the first pitch with brunch. America's baseball podcast. Right there, I'm going to put in something that's like, now it's time to throw in the first pitch with Brunch, America's <laughs> Baseball Podcast. Hell yes. This episode is going to be, because of timing restraints, uh, I have to edit this one. We, we, we switch off which episodes we edit, but we've been in a good groove of you doing the Wednesdays, me doing the Fridays, mm-hmm. because scheduling, I've got to do this Wednesday one, and... I really don't have time to do this, but I'm just going to fuck it up with, like, uh, a lot of, like, imaging. Okay, great. Now it's time to continue the conversation on Brunch, America's baseball podcast. All right, uh, let's let's start off with Grammys, though. Okay. Didn't watch all of it. Watched some of it. I, uh, you know, one of the... I was going to put, like, a... Oh, boy. Now it's time for... I'll I'll even get you... Wait, lay down right now... uh, now it's time for Grammys talk on brunch. Baseball's Ameri- America's baseball podcast. Now it's time for Grammys talk on brunch. Baseball's America. Wait. Now it's time for baseball. Now it's time for Grammys talk on brunch. America's baseball podcast. Whoa, that's gonna sound good. <laughs> that's we have to make shirts that say "Brunch Baseball's America Baseball Podcast." There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> oh my oh, yes. goodness, uh, man! All right, so let's talk uh, Grammys. Where show wasn't that good. It wasn't going to be as good as certainly wasn't going to be as good as the Oscars. But also, people forget last year's Grammys were really good. It was like the best award show ever. Yeah, the soundstage Grammys. That was the fucking best. People on Monday were like, hey, the Grammys just made me want to look up. Do you remember that soundstage thing they did? I said, do I remember? <laughs> and I didn't remember. I was like, refresh my memory. And they were like, they all were around in a circle and Heim was there and shit. Like COVID <laughs> absolutely destroyed pop culture in like a million different ways. But yeah. that was the one good thing to come out of COVID was like, we are going to find a very cool and very unique way to present the Grammys. And a lot of those performances just fucking ripped. Yeah. And then everybody washed it down with some communal uh, terminal horniness for Dua Lipa. Oh, yes. Everybody thought that they were, they were like, wow, well, the Grammys was good this year. There's still some more time, so I guess I'll watch the rest of the show. Oh, no. <laughs> Terminal horniness is like a really great way to put it because I think that we discussed it at the time. Where people like, like almost like, – if you were telling people died, I would have believed yeah, it. Yeah, like they like overdosed on horniness. It was like they would stuck in their bed and stuck in their house for like a year and a half. Not much going on in terms of excitement. And then Dua Lipa came out and just like gave the horniest performance ever. Yeah. Actually, her performance was wasn't even super say, horny. It was like it just was more the us. It was more us than everybody. Just like it was a just beautiful a very, person. Yeah, was a very on. hot person doing like a very sexy performance. I mean, even remember she did levitating and then she did well, don't that's, start. Well, that's the thing. Levitating, she, she, she was just standing there. She really like mic. disguised. She really like Trojan horse that performance yeah. with like. Uh, don't worry, guys. I'm not going to go over the top. I'm don't just going to stand won't be so here. horny. Right. Although I remember during that part of the performance, our friend John Feidelberg did tweet, I don't know what's going on, but I think this performance might make me horny. And then other people <laughs> were like, yeah, this is weird. What's what, what's happening here? And then within like two minutes, all bets are every, – everybody was just 
I mean, would not have been like the. I don't want to make a COVID joke, but like, like the hospitals like were full. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, anyway, a less horny and less. Uh, I mean, Trevor Noah was just as boring as he was, and that was a great Grammy show last year. People were like, "Oh, what'd you think of Trevor Noah?" And I was like, "Well, he didn't do anything. Every joke he made was like a." People talked about like the offensiveness level of Chris Rock's alopecia joke, and mm-hmm. I'd like to not get into that because what's the point? Uh, the offensiveness level of Trevor Noah's jokes were like a negative 400 to the point where like there weren't even punchlines. Yeah. One of his jokes was, hey, if Billie Eilish's last name is Eilish, what's Phineas's last name? And it was like, is that a joke that like Eilish isn't her last? Like we all know that yeah. Eilish isn't her last name, right. and we all know that Phineas's last name is O'Connor because that's his uh, last name. Where's the joke? But again, I think that he was just being so—I say this lovingly—he was being like so SNL that like, hey, there <sighs> is the joke is that we're smiling. The yeah. joke is that we're that but like the nice. thing is that the thing is about that is that Trevor Noah is like not that guy. Who's, who's like this very harmless comedian? Like when he got yeah. when he got tabbed for uh for the uh, Daily Show, Daily Show. Like an edgy dude. Yeah, like they they were like this guy. They like tried to cancel him because he had like very questionable tweets and like edgy humor. Wow. Yeah, and yep. now he is just like the most like boring sellout comedian. He's not funny. That guy uh, yeah, he's stinks. definitely not funny. He's yeah. definitely I mean what, what he his does is not funny. He might be good. a funny person. I, he might be, but like even his delivery is not very good. But uh, at least it wasn't James Corden. Yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you. I have just completely had it with James Corden. Oh, what is this? 2018 already? I don't know, man. Like it it, it was always like uh, this guy I I I like I feel like an this asshole guy, disliking this, this guy. This guy's not my guy. He's just, he's just like ha- he's having a good time like I felt like an asshole not liking that guy. I don't feel like an asshole anymore. That guy sucks. Can I actually say who my number one pick for Grammy's host is? <laughs> yes. Father John Misty. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Brunch. I'm DJ Bean, and this is my number one pick for Grammy's host. My number one pick for Grammy's host would be Regina Hall. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Just run it back. Me again. Well, I mean, the, the, the Grammy's horniness problem would not be solved because no, Regina Hall not. would be like, you guys might not be horny, but I am. Imagine if it's just Regina Hall hosting and like every performance is just Dua Lipa. Once again, yeah. here's Dua Lipa. No, she's just like running around the stage like Jack Harlow's like running for his life. Like everybody who's on stage is like, man, okay, like you, you're a very nice, pretty person. I need to finish this performance. I'm... I'm trying to sell tickets off of this performance. This is really going to boost my brand. Um, I uh, I did check out some of the Grammys, not all of them. I dipped out after the Nas performance, not because it was bad, Man. but because what I was just like, say? I was just like, there's nothing that's going to beat this. What can you say? There there are two go tos I always have for when something never gets bad, and it's Parks and Rec and it's Nas. Nas and both like at points has maybe like slowed down a little bit, but you've never been like. Whoops! What Nas? happened to them? Yeah. what happened to them? Nas is the best. I he was uh, he was like doing the festival circuit uh, quite a bit in like the mid 2010s, and that rocked. I also saw him with Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill wasn't uh, always present, but Nas just killed it. He's mm-hmm. the best. Um, let me. Th- the best performance was Billie Eilish, though. Billie Eilish was really good. I still would have put Nas above it. Yeah. Um, okay. 
So the big thing is that Olivia Rodrigo, this is also weird. Olivia Rodrigo, I look at it as was like heavily snubbed. She won Best New Artist and she won Best Pop Vocal Album and I think maybe a couple others, but she didn't win any of the big ones. The only big one that she won was Best New Artist and she was favored to win Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Record and Song, both went to Silk Sonic, which eh, I'd give... I think song of the year is fine because song of the year is for what's the best song, like who made the best song. And Leave the Door Open is a very good song. song. Very, very good song. Would not be out of place in much more sophisticated eras of music. So Mm -hmm. that's fine. Record of the year is like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you don't give that to like Doja Cat or Olivia Rodrigo. I think that both of those were like. These sounds of last I barely year. I barely paid attention to music over the past year, and I know that like everybody just absolutely creamed themselves over the Olivia Rodrigo album. Like that's all anybody talked about for like two straight months. Yeah, my thought going into the Grammys was I was so mad that Dan Nigro, who produced and wrote a lot of the album, uh, didn't get nominated for producer of the year. And I was like, what are we doing here? We're about to give we're about to say that this is the best album of the year, <laughs> yeah. and we're not even going to nominate the person who made it. That's so fucking weird that seems like that can't happen right and she i mean to her credit like she's never made any lie but I, I know that like in my experience of listening to music and following music uh young women typically young uh white women are marketed at, are are marketed with the can you believe they write their own stuff tag and i think that is so fucking sexist of like marketing like and like right and projecting that on fans of being like we think that you'll be impressed that a musician writes their own music like no if anybody was i was saying this the other day to somebody nobody's ever like whoa can you believe justin bieber writes his own music and it's like yeah bro those songs fucking suck of course he writes those things <laughs> fuck off I love justice him. is great no I, I love justin bieber but like I can't believe that but I like, don't come away this with dude like, this made... is incredible writing. <laughs> yeah, like they're fucking pop songs. Yeah, but uh, so I think that that is like just a thing to to but, watch. But I do think that like like even when I was growing up, uh, there's no greater example than Taylor Swift. Yeah, but I mean, like I think that it, it's so close to the heels of like like when I grew up, like there were just very packaged like. We'll put this boy band together, or we'll like we'll take this Good young call. pretty person, and we're going to turn them into a star. And like, right, it, they're going to be a product of the industry, not like making their own way. Yeah, you know, like they and Taylor Swift famously in, not a product of the industry, and for sure made her own way. I mean, I know it's just, less a, it's of just an a different way of pushing like, it. It's like, just a different way of pushing it. Like, and the 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 only real difference is. Uh, boy bands actually were like manufactured, yes. and like did not write their songs. Yes. So like the one different they can difference they can point to is, all right, well this person writes some of their own stuff or writes all their own stuff or whatever. So this is what makes an artist impressive. This is why you should like them. It to me is like the thing in Mad Men. I know that you you haven't seen it, but when he's they're marketing cigarettes and he says, take us through your process of making your cigarettes and he says well we grow the tobacco we harvest it then we toast it and he says okay that's it they're toasted and the guy says all cigarettes are toasted and he was like who cares we're saying that yours are toasted Mm -hmm. and people are going to be like shit these things are fucking toasted so it's i think it's just i mean it's a marketing thing and obviously it's very impressive that 
people do their jobs that like a musician would write their own stuff. But I think that it is unfortunately a sad state of sexism in music consumers that they fall for. Whoa, holy shit. You mean that person picked the words they put, they said when they sang the song? You're saying it's sexist though, but you use the example of Bieber. I'm saying nobody says that. About oh, really? Bieber. I'm saying I don't. I've never heard anybody be like, "Yeah, that's hey, true." Do you know that Bieber co-wrote Peaches? Like, it's his song. <laughs> yeah, he was like, like I can't think of any pop stars the last however many years that don't write their song that that aren't. Yeah, they don't it, at least it's get like standard credits. now. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's in the fucking room. Like I, I've heard the story of how "Don't Start Now" was written and. Dua Lipa is not part of the story, but she's a writer on it mm-hmm. because I'm sure that she had like a lot of input. There's no way that we've talked about the songwriting thing before, though. I'm like, I think that if you do have any input on a song, then like, how did you not partially write that? Right. If I got a fucking awesome take on this podcast and you say something that like that like heightens it and like the conversation flows, we said that thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like. Hey, the, the discussion this thing was made in... There were, like, two people behind the wheel of the discussion. Right. So, anyway, that's... Uh, and, again, if, if I'm wrong and there's any conversation to be had, hit me up. You know, uh, you know my... The buzz line. You know the buzz line. Uh, but uh, Rodrigo really snubbed on some of the big ones. And if I've angered any Taylor Swift fans on this podcast, I probably won't uh, help my case with this one this is my overarching take with john batiste winning album of the year john batiste who has the longest betting odds he was tied with justin bieber who famously writes his own songs at plus 3300 to win olivia rodrigo was the favorite this is the way i see it the last two years like youngish poppy 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 artists were favored to win album of the year when there were more smartly made albums in the running. Play ball! And I feel last year with Jacob Collier was the year that the upset should have, the quote unquote upset should have been pulled. It didn't happen. And Who won this last year? year, last year Taylor Swift won. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And this year, whether it's a makeup call, Grammy's doing the year too late thing that they always do or the album too late thing they <clears> always <throat> do. They were like, okay, she doesn't win. We're going to give it to the like great like uh like virtuoso musician. And shout out John Batiste. He was probably the most talented person nominated this year. But this was not the year for that because that album, that Olivia Rodrigo album was actually fucking awesome and like a worthy Certainly a worthy album of the year nominee and I think a worthy album of the year winner. I personally would have gone with uh with Olivia Rodrigo or Doja Cat. But last year, last year was the year where if you listen to all those albums, you'd be like, eh, Coldplay, eh, whatever. Like, depending on your allegiances and perhaps whether you've been brainwashed, you hear folklore and you're like, ah, this isn't like album of the year quality stuff. You hear Jacob Collier and you're like, what the fuck is this album? This <laughs> thing is from another fucking planet. Last year was the year that I feel that that upset should have been pulled. Yeah, I mean, I, again, like, I didn't pay attention, but I know that, like, no album captivated or, like, stole everybody's attention quite as much as the Olivia Rodrigo album. But I also probably would have said the same thing about Folklore last year, even if it was, like, less spectacular. You know that I love Folklore. Yeah, I actually don't know how much... I mean, I, I, 
I think that it got a lot of new Taylor Swift fans and people that typically don't check her it's, out checked her it's, out. But it's hard to compare the two because like people are always going to fucking talk about and be captivated by a Taylor Swift album no matter what. Yeah. Like, so for Olivia Rodrigo to do it, it's more impressive because nobody had heard of Olivia Rodrigo uh, before this album. So it's like I, you know, I understand what, you, what you're saying, but I also think that like. I I I wasn't I didn't have a problem with folklore winning last year mainly because like I loved that album and I didn't pay attention to anything else. I'd like to see the streaming numbers on folklore versus sour because I would guess that I mean driver's license is at 1.3 billion that's insane streams. Uh, good for you. There there are two songs over a billion streams on sour. All right, now I'm going to pull crazy. up Folklore, which Taylor Swift, unfamously, uh, people don't know this, gets a, a ton of streams, but not the amount of streams you would think she does. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have, like, the listenership that uh, you would think she does. Uh, Folklore does not have a single song with, and again, like... Oh, the horror that it doesn't hit this number. Folklore doesn't have a single song with 400,000, 400 Damn. million. Uh, That's shocking. Streams. And uh, let's see. Oh, just over 400. There are one, two, three, four, five, six on Sour, which like, Sour is not in the same galaxy as Folklore. So it the, the, the two shouldn't be compared, mm-hmm. but. I'm comparing them because they were the last two favorites to win album of the year. One was, in my opinion, and, and like, scientifically a better album. doesn't necessarily mean like quality of album. No, either. but I'm saying I'm saying like in addition to Sour being like a way better album, it was like way bigger too. Yeah. And if you're going to say that, not that like all best album album of the year winners are the same, but this suggests now that folklore is like a has a greater place in history than sour which is insane but whatever uh another thought that i want to bring up is that i learned today that this would that john batiste is the first black artist to win album of the year since 2008 which uh whoops everybody (laughs) that's out of control yeah and right away i was saying to somebody i was like that's the thing that like doesn't add up until like you add it up, and it absolutely adds up. Like, how many times, even on this podcast, like, I remember when 1989 won. I was like, yo, 1989 is great, but how does Pimp a Butterfly not win? Weird, whatever. And I don't think that it was just, like, she's a white girl, Kendrick's a black guy. But then, like, a couple years later, like, Lemonade has to win, right? And then Adele wins. That I actually probably did accuse some people of being racist. Um and let's see, Bruno Mars winning over Awaken My Love was crazy. There are a lot of examples. Again, not ones that in the moment, I don't think any of us, and maybe, I don't know, who knows, that you don't think like, whoa, this is racial. But when you add all those up, it's like, damn, that is, uh, it's, like the, it's like the Fenway uh, concert thing. Yeah. Like, did you know everyone who has played Fenway is white? And you're like, ah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I actually think I did. <laughs> uh, it's a tough hit for Olivia Rodrigo, though. Not only did she lose while being favored. Yeah. She also uh, lost the, uh, well, uh, I didn't know that people like me 
could be successful. Oh, yes. The people that look like me could be successful uh, in music. Liv was, card. Liv she was, really lost that. <laughs> Liv was all was was awfully close to getting herself canceled. I cannot. Be- I still cannot believe that she pulled. pulled what that was the card. quote? Was, uh, I didn't I, know the people who looked like me, me could, could be be, succe- be yeah. successful or like make it in music or something. And it's like my dude. At no time in your life was Jennifer Lopez and Rihanna not like or like Whitney Houston. dominating. Like like why? What Whitney Houston? Like Whitney Houston was like a star. Like I I think that like her point was that like like non white people. Yeah, like non white people. Can oh, okay, find success. Okay, I actually don't uh, know. This would be weird. No matter, I, I, I don't know. No her. matter what point she was trying to make with that quote, she's an American was, was, singer, songwriter, and actress. I don't want to like dive into people's who? like nationalities or whatever. Olivia Rodrigo. She's half white, I believe. She's uh, Filipino American and uh, German and Irish. Which, like, again, like I'm not like holding the no scope the 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 fucking magnifying glass. Uh, hold on a second. You're listening to Brunch, and we'd love to get off this topic quick. I'm not holding the magnifying glass. You know what that was? Yeah, you put it break in. Yeah. You're listening to Brunch, and we are not holding a magnifying glass over Olivia Rodrigo's nationality. Um, okay. Weird Grammys conversation. Uh, uh-oh. I hear... It's time for an advertisement. Do we have an ad? Yeah. If you want to do it, it's a Vizzy one. I don't have my computer in front of yeah, me. Yeah. Today's advertisement is uh, Vizzy. You know, every now and then, you'll be sipping a drink, and hopefully it's water. You got to get your water. No one's getting their water these days. Hydration is key. Yeah. Sometimes you make difficult choices when you're drinking, because the options are so similar. Which is... Is it my left hand, or is it my right hand? What? Which shoe goes on which foot? Everything looks the same and can feel the same. Well, sometimes you'll find an option is better than the other similar options. Maybe because they'll have some things go together that you wouldn't think of. What shoes in... I don't know why all my things are shoes related. It's because we saw uh, everything everywhere all the time. Shoes and string. What are you going to do with those? Turns out they're the perfect match. All the, those holes that existed on shoes forever. They were just looking for their soulmate. They were waiting for their soulmate. Who do you think invented the shoelace? I bet the person who invented the the shoelace holes were pissed after. <laughs> it was, they were like, it was fuck, the, that 20 guy, years of having these things just on my shoes. The, the shoe hole guy was like, fuck, I knew I was missing something. Whoa. Well, I'm going to give you a... It's an option that can do both. It's a drink that can do both. Vizzy Hard Seltzer. It's the first hard seltzer crafted with antioxidant vitamin C extracted from superfruit acerola cherry. There are plenty of hard seltzers to choose from, but with its bold, delicious dual fruit flavors and antioxidant vitamin C. We both botched that word. Yeah. Uh, Vizzy makes the choice a little easier, and it's a lot tastier. We know what the flavors are. Strawberry kiwi, blueberry pea. PP, that's papaya passion fruit, black cherry L, pineapple mango, watermelon S, blackberry lemon, raspberry tangerine. This ain't your meats and cheese seltzers. This is the type with antioxidant vitamin C from uh, extracted from super fruit acerola cherry. My favorite is, I think it's blueberry pea. 
Yeah, it is blueberry pee. I like to get. I like the blueberries that chills you out. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it chills you out. Never hurts to add some vitamins and antioxidants into the mix. With Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment now with antioxidant vitamin C. And at 5% alcohol by volume, 100 calories, and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can, every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. Plus, it's got antioxidant vitamin C. So step up your seltzer game with Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase, go to Vizzy.com slash hard seltzer. Vizzyhardseltzer.com slash washed. That's Vizzyhardseltzer.com slash washed to get updates on our latest flavor drops and more sign up for our emails at vizyhardseltzer.com slash subscribe that's vizyhardseltzer.com slash subscribe contains antioxidant vitamin c must be 21 plus busy proud supporter of brunch uh baseballs um, america's America, baseball ba- baseball pod number one america, america for the troops all right uh it's time for Baseball talk on brunch. Swing bada bada. I have never used steroids. Period. Word. All right. You suggested a baseball draft. Yes. A, a draft of baseball things in memory of uh, the the baseball lockout ending. Yeah, that's right. Um, we were thinking. We were thinking too. Mm. Uh, and then the lockout ended. And then now we have to like. Now we have to exercise, too. We have to go for two. I'm actually going to two baseball games in one week coming up. I committed to, I was like, I'm going to Red Sox games. Yeah, I'll go to this game. Yeah, I'll go to this game. And I didn't realize that I said, yeah, I'll go to this game for the games that were like two days away from each other. Hell yeah. So that's going to be an awesome week. You boys going to opening day at Fenway. I'm very excited about it. Uh, Yeah, let's draft some baseball things. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, Does thinking to qualify for this draft? Yeah, why not? Because... I don't think it should. I because I don't want to waste the pick. It's because it's like the obvious number one pick. Okay, we don't have to use it, but do, I think it qualifies. We can do first overall pick for both of us is thinking too. How okay. about that? Yeah. All right. Who wants? That'll be our designated hitter. Yes. Yes. D A leading off at D H <laughs> is thinking too. Okay. okay. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah. Sure. All right. Are we gonna? Is this like a draft? Or are we doing like a batting order of of baseball things? Ooh, we could do a batting order. Uh, sh- okay, maybe our cleanup hitters can be like thinking the, too. Okay, yeah. yeah I don't oh hate shit! That. All right, so we got to make now, lineups now. Yeah, now we gotta we gotta re re. Uh, all right, hit hit, hit the all button right, again. Line up. All right, swing batter batter. You are a real man, Okay. Um, shit. Leading off. Damn. Now I'm really thinking, I mean, maybe instead of it, maybe, maybe we just do like, uh, like, I don't know. We could do a full lineup. Yeah, let's do a full lineup. We could do a combined lineup or do we want to each do a lineup? Let's each do a lineup. Okay. All right. I just don't know who I want to lead off. I've got a lead off. I've got a lead off here Uh. and and it makes sense. Uh, the walk in to to a baseball game is unbeatable. Like you're walking uh, in the, in the city usually during a summer. And like you got, you probably got shorts on. The sun's shining, uh, unless you're going to a night game. But then the sun might still be shining because it's the summer. Yeah, and there's just a nice little crisp summer buzz in the air. And then you walk up the uh, the ramp to the to the ballpark, and you see the grass, and the field is looking nice. And ah, you just shit. you get hit with that buzz on the walk in. You took one of mine. The grass. 
All right. Wait, you so you can do the, the walk in. <laughs> All right. I get Mine the will be uh watching the dirt <laughs> get hosed down. You know that? Yeah. Like, the way it falls it's, on it's it. It's very satisfying. It looks so and it changes color. So leading off the way the hose water <laughs> hits the dirt. Is it always is it, it's not between all innings, no, but like some no, no. like a couple times a game. Yeah. Before the game. Uh, and you are Pete's the walk into a ballpark. Okay. Uh I'm just letting you know. I'm going to really start ramping it up okay, with I'm my uh, I mean, number two hitter. Yeah, Who's your number two hitter? My number two hitter is Hot Dogs. It ah. always delivers. It's a great. It, it hits for average right in the two hole. It'll get you on base every time. Okay. Number two for me. Shoot. Let's see. So we know that four is going to be thinking two. Yep. Uh I mean, do I just, like, obliterate this out of the gate? Fuck it. All right. My second... My number two hitter is the hidden ball trick. Oh, boy. (laughs) To those who don't know what the hidden ball trick is, it's when someone who doesn't have the ball actually does have the ball. And uh, tough news for you, because now you're out. (laughs) That's true. The hidden ball trick rocks. I tried it constant. I I loved playing second base and shortstop because those are the positions. Third base also. I didn't have a good enough arm, but third base also. Those are the three positions where you really get to play. A, you really get to do a lot of hidden ball trick. Uh, hidden ball trick. If they stick you in the outfield, you have a tougher time. Zero chance. Everybody knows. Everybody. They're like, where'd the ball go? Actually, that's not true. I think I've seen at one point in time Run in? a center fielder held onto the ball the entire time and then ran in and tagged out a guy at second base. They say, oh, back here, dummy. Bop, you're out. Okay. I don't think there's a bigger gap in like uh, in like pop culture sports things and like real life sports things as the hidden ball trick. Because like in every baseball movie, the hidden ball trick is pulled at least once. Yeah. Um, so they're going to add a pitch clock beginning next year for baseball. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe to offset the time – because we're going to lose baseball time as a result of that. True. So we're going to have less baseball. Nobody wants that. So I think as a way to make up for that lost time, maybe further deployment of or more regular deployment of the hidden ball trick once or two or three times a game. What if what if like uh, one time a game, mm-hmm. a, uh, a team could just substitute a second ball? Oh, whoa. We just throw in a rogue ball into the field, and you have to play one inning with two balls. Like uh, Pong? Is that what the game is? I don't know. What's the, what's the game where there's the you're sliding, and there's the ball, and it's hitting, it's breaking the things at the top of the screen? It's got, I think that's called Pong. Pong. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way. No, that's um, that's Asteroids. No, no. Asteroids Pong, are shooting. Pong is like you're you're knocking the ball back and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay, what I'm saying. Okay, Sometimes yeah. they'll throw a second uh, ball in okay. there. Uh, also, did you know that his name is Pong Junho? Is it? I didn't know that, and I was watching his acceptance speech the other day. And remember when Spike Lee opens the envelope? Doesn't say and the award. Go- he just goes Pong Junho, and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, I looked it up. That is how you say his name. Oh, good for All Spike right. Lee then. Yeah. Guy knows what's up. All right, who's your who's your number two hitter? Is hot dogs? Yeah. Who's uh, your number three hitter? My number three is sounds. 
Baseball Ooh. sounds, sounds absolutely slap. Sounds from the park. You got the pop of the mitt. You got the crack of the bat. You got the spraying of the dirt. Yeah. Shoot. Um, do I? Do I really go? Shit. Yeah. Batting third. Good throws that don't get anybody out. Okay. Specifically, throws from right field to third base when nobody is running to third base, okay. or you know, remember those like the, yeah. the old, like Vlad throws, yeah. or deep third base uh, to first when the runner has made it to first safely as of maybe six seconds ago. <laughs> That's a good one. I also like you're a, like whoa that dude he went all the way across. His I also body. just like a really impressive throw to the cutoff. Yeah. Even if the the cutoff guy just hold holds it, yeah, it's that's pretty good. Also, like I don't know if you've ever showed up to a baseball game early and just like watched them toss toss the old pigskin around. Yeah, it's impressive. It's fun to watch. Uh, batting cleanup for both of us is going to be thinking yep. too. Obviously, number five for me. Mm-hmm. I have hats. Mm, baseball nice. hats are awesome. It's baseball hats are arguably the coolest piece of sports equipment that exists i was looking at some baseball hats recently but when i was a kid you wanted fitted you don't want fitted now snapbacks no. are better no i mean hat quality has gone super downhill so i learned like... this recently uh hank uh from barstool well i can't think of his last name lockwood hank lockwood tweeted like hey i found a hat that has the gray underneath the brim and i was like Hats don't have the gray underneath no, the brim anymore. They're all black now. Oh, gross! Yeah, Why? I, I don't know. I think that it's like um, the, the, whatever manufacturer of the hats switched to the black brims. I, I think that a lot of it was because you can't see the sweat uh, on the uh, on the gray brim anymore. But man, the gray brim. Yeah, uh, it's the, so much better. So much better. And I also really like the green underbrim. Yeah, for like the really old hats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like honestly, the shittier a hat is the cooler it is like old school hats were a little bit shittier. They didn't have quite like the structure mm-hmm. that the new ones are new ones have like the new ones are too stiff. Yeah. Hard to break in. All right. Number five for me, batting fifth. And i tell you what, this motherfucker is going to drive in some runs okay, with the, the, the folks before him. Uh, light beer on your hands. <laughs> it does happen. At you know what that games. is? It's you got, they when fill you, you up, a beer. They fill you up to the brim. Right to the top, and then you got to walk back to your seat. Usually with two of them. Direct deposit your hands. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Very sticky for the rest of those those seven innings. Hey, tastes like beer. It's true. Light beer. Oh my god, I can't wait. I I'm gonna have so much light beer on my hands this year. <laughs> uh, number six in the six hole for me. Uh, having sex with the super fan that helps you get to the majors. Ah, nice. We've all been there. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a big one. Having sex with a super fan who helps you get to the majors. All right. Number six for me. Man, do I? I mean, I guess I just got to like have as strong a lineup as I can. So put these folks early. Uh, a strike them out, throw them out. Oh, that's That's a good when one. two people get out super fast. That's thinking too outs edition that yeah that is 
the best double play. People are like, hey, remember when John Valentin turned an unassisted triple play? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Did he strike anybody out and then throw them out? That's the best double play because both people are humiliated. Yes. It's, it's like the most humiliating way. Yeah, right. <laughs> like grounding into a double play is somewhat humiliating, but also respectable. You made contact. Sometimes you can hit the ball really hard and it's just a good defensive play. A strike him out, throw him out is like everybody did bad at their job. There are more hanged heads on a strike him out, throw him out than yeah. in the town square in like any old gladiator style movie. <laughs> they are just, they're just the me. Oh, oh, you know what it is at the, in the, uh, in squid game, the, uh, have you seen this? Have you seen squid game? Yeah, I have. It's on Netflix. Uh, here comes a Squid Game reference on brunch. Uh, in Squid Game, I'm going to forget to fill in some of these, too. There's going to be like a bunch of pauses. Uh, in Squid Game, when they realize in Red Light, Green Light, like once they've been playing long enough, like what happens? They like There's like slow motion of people stopping and like fucking up a little bit. And they just like hang their head of like, oh, I'm getting shot now. Yeah. That's what a strike them out, throw them out is. Both of them just like, oh, oh I'm out. I bet. I mean, I bet a lot of the people that are involved in strike them out, throw them out, wish that they were going to get shot after that because it's it a is, humiliating. Why would you want to live after that? Yeah. Uh, number seven, I have day games. Yeah, day games. Good one. M- most baseball games should be played during the day. I would argue. Yeah. Uh, num- batting seventh for me is, and I got a pretty deep lineup i mean this this could be a this could be a cleanup hitter on a lot of pretty good teams uh pump faking to first when the catcher catches the ball and then goes yeah just a little a little light threatening hops up and is like you i love that i play catcher and i would always do that yeah and good one sometimes just like it would be tough to like keep yourself composed if you then actually did throw to first be so riled up i would just like whip it into the dirt like one <laughs> foot in front of me like pat rap style because i was just so like charged up like, <laughs> it's a hold me back bro of baseball exactly that's exactly what it is uh number eight i have uh, managers in uniforms, in full uniforms. Nice. It doesn't happen as as often as it used to these days because now managers will go with like the the zip the zip up or like a nice little sweatshirt or a jacket or something. Yeah. But there's nothing that beats like a 75 year old guy just throwing on the full uni and getting out there. All right. Batting. This is kind of a wonky eight hitter. This 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 guy probably belongs in the nine spot. I won't lie to you, but. Uh, Lying on credit card forms to get a free little treat at the game. <coughs> okay. Did you ever do that? Yeah. I mean, I, I never personally did it, but I, my parents did it. Well, just call a, me your parents because I did it. scam. I did. Yeah. I mean, get like a free blanket or something. From yeah. Capital that's one. <laughs> I still have like an awesome like Red Sox World Series blanket. Okay. I don't know where it is. I It's mostly used for like moving stuff. If you need to put... You don't want an edge to hit something. It's like, hey, toss this Red Sox World Series blanket. Okay. Like, 13-year-old DJ lied to get it. <laughs> uh, okay, so. And in the nine hole, no disrespect to the nine hole. I was a nine hitter. Mm-hmm. You can t- trick yourself into it by saying, hey, a lot of the times a nine hitter is basically the, the leadoff hitter. I mean, wasn't, wasn't uh, Bill Miller... 
the nine hitter for the 2004 Red Sox? Uh, I think that was Mark Bellhorn. Uh, might have been. Oh no, no, 2003 Red Sox. Um, he won. I believe he won. He he did. He was. I think he was a twenty. I think he was a seven. I think he was a seven or eight hitter though. I don't uh, think he was a nine. hitter. Jason Veritek may have been the. It was either Veritek or uh, Bill Miller on the 2003 team that was the nine hitter. Let me see. 2003 Red. The, again, there's Sox. no disrespect to the nine hitters here. Of course, you, you you can be very successful as a. That's right. All right. Let's see. You're, so what's your nine hitter? Uh, my nine hitter is games that go into super long extra innings. There's always like a few a year that like a baseball game will take you till like four in the morning. And even as somebody who doesn't like watch baseball avidly, if I see a game that is going into like the 12th inning, I'm immediately tuning in because uh, I know that like the people that have been watching the game the entire time are going to want to kill themselves because they're on like hour five or six and they want to go to bed, but they're so pot committed to watching what happens at the end of this game. And I'm just sitting there with the chaos at like three in the morning, loving every second of it. It is the absolute best. And there, uh, no other sport really gives you that, that opportunity as often as baseball does, because like you can, you'll catch like every once in a while, a, uh, a hockey game, like in the playoffs, will go into like three or four OTs. Mm-hmm. But, but, all year long, you can catch a baseball game that can be outrageously long and make everybody want to die, and it's the best. My number nine hitter, I unfortunately can't find the uh, the batting order. You used to be able to find them. Uh, Jason Veritek was the number nine hitter for the 2003 Red Sox, so I kind of got that right. Um, my number nine hitter is thinking two meals when you're at the game because you got to get a hot dog possibly a uh sausage with i don't do this if i'm at home and i do like sausage pepper and onions i'm not throwing like extra stuff on it but if i go to a baseball game let's slop them up i put ketchup on there i put mustard on there mustard for sure chaos over there love that but also they got chicken fingers what am i not doing that i haven't had fenway chicken fingers in so long i'm about to twice in one week though they they talk about bang bang plays in baseball a lot, but the real bang bang play is the bang bang in the stands. But but it takes the game takes so long that That's like true. legitimately it's not like what you didn't you just eat a hot dog? Well, yeah, like, I did one inning ago. <laughs> that was that like was, three hours. Yeah, That's right. There, it's a real like bang bang, and then like three hours pass, and then you do a another bang. Yeah. All right. Well. That was the bad. That was the best uh, brunches baseball America prospect handbook you've ever heard in your life. Shall we? Shall we discuss everything everywhere all at once? The most insane movie that's We're ever been made. We're gonna have to do it quick because I gotta get out of here. But all right, let's do it. Let's do it. That movie is fucking batshit crazy. I can't wait to see it again. It's it, nuts. I'm not going to see it again for a long time uh, because. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. Yeah. I feel like a movie that that's fucking insane, that fucking insane, should be like under two hours. I agree. I did get the thought while watching it. I was like, hey, not to be this person, but like we got to make movies shorter. Yeah. Well, like like not every movie, not every, not movie, every movie gets like across movie, the two hours. A threshold. movie like that should definitely be shorter because yeah. there was a good portion of that movie where I was legitimately frustrated because uh, they do a lot of the like, we're going to be crazy just to be crazy, and you're going to have no idea what's going on. And 
The movie's so long that that period kind of lasts for like 40 minutes. I, and I was like, okay, this is just too much for me. Yeah. But they kind of drive my car to the intro. Um, A little bit. The opening credits bit. were like, eh, well, like Scream does that too. Yeah, it, it does like a whole like prologue type deal. Right. Um, But I will say like overall, I liked it a lot. Uh, It really ties up well at the end. It has like a very nice message for like all the crazy shit that they do. And they do like a ton of crazy shit that doesn't make any sense. They bring it all together pretty nicely. And it is a extremely unique movie that has a lot of fun. And... Overall, I would say I liked it, but there there was a lot of frustration involved. I it, I would have liked for it to be shorter. I thought I'm pretty sure it was great. I'll know when I, I'm probably going. This is probably going to be like a midsummer for me, where I'm like if I've got like a spare 45 minutes here and there, I'll run over to the theater and catch like a little bit of it because it's nuts. Uh, we were texting about it, and I don't know if I'm married to this, but like my early reaction is it is. Uh, Uncut Gems meets John Wick meets uh, what was the third thing I said it was? Fuck, I don't remember. Um, but it's crazy. It's insane. It, it it moves at a breakneck pace. Lot of like very close shot combat, which love that. So it's like imagine if John Wick never shut the fuck up. <laughs> like it's where Uncut Gems doesn't stop talking. This movie doesn't stop fighting, and it has crazy fight scenes. It's nuts. I got to give it credit. It does the multidimensional thing in the least confusing way possible. What? I was never confused by this movie. I was confused. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought I would have said the exact I thought it was very op- straightforward. I, I would have said the exact opposite. I would have said okay. that it was like, it, it like kind of like over explains it to a yeah. point where it gets more confusing for me. I mean, I think that if... If you were to hit pause and say, okay, well, how'd they do that right there? I'd be like, I don't know. They, they, <laughs> they wanted to or something. But right. I was never like, wait, who the fuck? What is any of this thing? Uh, but there is a bunch of different uh, dimensions in universes. What was your favorite universe? Um, my favorite universe was probably the one with the raccoon yeah. instead of Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, in one of the universes... Uh, may contain spoilers, but we can't imagine you care. By the way, sign up for the uh, brunch Patreon. We're killing it on there with the movie content. It's, uh, yeah, like in in like the alternate universe is like a a small a small thing changes that that like is slightly a slight alteration from like what you know. Yeah, and, and so the like, the the, the uh, impact and the consequences of it vary from dimension to right. dimension. Like in one of the ones, one of the universes, like everybody has hot dogs for fingers. Yeah, that was a like probably like the weirdest one. But in one of the universes, in one of the dimensions, they just replaced the rat and ratatouille with a raccoon, and they call it raccoonatouille or something. Uh, my favorite universe. And I picked up on this right away. I'm not judging you if you did not. Do you know the song? You have to. Do you know the song? Absolutely. Story of a girl. This is. A st- yeah. 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 One of the universes. Everything was about that song. Did you even notice that? I, I bet the people wouldn't notice it. I, I picked up on it like playing in the background. So one of the scenes, it's very, but it's not that song. It's a very, very slow version of it. Really? Maybe maybe it plays in the background regularly. You know, but they're, they're sitting when they're sitting in the truck, in the car. Mm-hmm. So when they're sitting in... Anyway, that's one of the shots from that dimension. But 
he's talking to her and he says to her, your clothes never wear as well the next day and your hair never falls in quite the same way. And I was I like, did not pick up on that. Wait, did he? I was like, that's definitely that song. But they're, they're going back and forth between all these dimensions. And like, it's seriously, at least but for me, it was like another 40 minutes before I noticed another reference to that song. So I was like, if they don't make another reference to this song, my head is going to explode <laughs> and I'm going to go nuts. I was like ready to get out my phone and be like, are they referencing this song in this movie? Like I couldn't wait to see the end of the movie. But they're sitting in the truck talking and there's like a very, very slow version. It's like... <laughs> And while she and I'm, I'm, they're talking, and I'm like, I need to fucking hear. Is he gonna say so sad in photographs? Yeah, yeah, that song. <laughs> oh so God. one of the universes, just that song is always That's top incredible. of mind. I love that. I've already reached out to Nine Days, and I was like, I don't know what I need from you guys, but uh, you should be aware of this. But they they are okay. they're aware of it because I I looked at their Twitter account. They have like two thousand followers. It's a fine number. It's a good hard-earned figure. They're just retweeting a bunch of stuff about like awesome. go see everywhere, everything everywhere all at once. It's nuts. I can't uh, – yeah, I, I'm going to see this movie again. It's crazy. There's going to be, by the way, uh, Just Be a Rock is now going to be a big thing. People are going to say that to each other, I feel. Yeah. I think – I feel like if there are uh, – there are going to be screen a lot of screenshots, a lot of screenshots and memes that come out of this movie and like the, the conversations between the rocks are going to be one of them. Okay. Now it's time for one more ad. Join the Patreon. This episode is like a thousand times better on video and you get bonus episodes. All right. That's it. Do what they say. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.